0: Welcome to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kip Wilkinson. This podcast exists to share the stories of everyday people, to discuss the difficult moments in life, the amazing triumph triumphant times, and the winding journey in between. We all have a story to tell, and we hope this podcast helps you in telling your own. On today's episode, we discuss how to tell a story within a story. By that, I mean ways to share the gospel story while telling your testimony. After all, the point in sharing a testimony with someone is not always to tell them about your life, but to tell them about who Jesus is.
1: So were there any people who were influential in your life growing up?
0: Uh, There were a lot of people, uh, especially in high school. I will say there there weren't too many people who influenced me in a good direction previously to high school, but as soon as I hit high school and started going to church, um, and that that was the period when I got saved, there were a lot of people who came alongside me and and influenced my life. Uh, Two in particular were uh, Josh, who was our high school pastor, Mm -hmm. and Lynn, who was my small group leader through high school and they're both really awesome guys uh, i've done my best to keep in touch with them and they still have a lot of influence on me even if uh from afar at times
1: yeah one of them's harder to get a hold of than the other this is true so yeah josh was also a big influence on my life uh, as you know he kind of married Paige and i no way yeah right
0: i think so i remember being there I don't know.
1: So, uh, yeah, he was a huge influence uh, later in high school for me. He didn't come around until my junior year. But he jumped in immediately and kind of took me under his wing and invested in me and mentored me in a lot of ways. And mm. Always, always thankful for that guy. Such a goofball.
0: Yeah, he's a funny guy.
1: Yeah. And then another one for me was this guy named Chad. Oh,
0: yeah. I love Chad. So,
1: Chad invested... Uh, Spiritually, but also musically I was in the youth band growing up at church And he led And just Always, always wanted to see The worship team And uh, other people as well But he really invested in the worship team And wanted to see them grow in every aspect So as a musician, as a leader Mm -hmm. As a believer uh, And he really poured into all of us And challenged us quite a bit Yeah, Super thankful for him He's actually up in New England and uh, starting a church right right about now with his family. And it's, it's really, really cool to see how far God has taken him from being a worship intern at our church to now planting a church up in a very, very dark area that needs Christ.
0: So, before we really dig into our topic for today, I wanted to start with a story of something that happened on a mission trip. Uh, A few years ago, I thankfully got to go to uh, a a country that is a majority Muslim country. I can't tell you where uh, for safety reasons for the people who are are there and are believers and followers of Christ. Um, But I got to go with a team and kind of really share the gospel with people who literally had zero outside influence from the church or or Christianity and for the most part had no idea who Jesus was. Um, so it's very unique and very awesome. Um, I say all that to clarify the next part of the story because it's hilarious. Uh, there's this one guy, a good friend of mine, his name's Matt, and Love the guy he's really smart and really passionate, and all he wants to do is share the gospel with anybody who will listen and I can I can, you can vouch for yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. um in fact, he's actually about to go become a missionary in this same country,
1: which is really cool. That's not surprising at all, yeah.
0: and anyway, so we're in we're in this country, you know we're surrounded by uh, Muslims who don't want anything to do with Jesus or with Christianity. And we're sitting in this person's house and we're just, we're walking them through some of the basics, like we we shared the story of Jonah with them and we're just telling them just the, the, the core beliefs of our faith. And we hadn't even gotten to the gospel at this point, like we hadn't even told them the story of who Jesus was and what he did on the cross. And Matt goes and turns to our translator and he says, can we start talking to them about transubstantiation? Oh, man. <laughs> Which I had only learned that term like a few months prior to that. And it's a huge theological term that has to do with communion.
1: Is there even a, a way to translate that?
0: There's not. And the funny thing was, you know, the translator turns to him and goes, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and the missionary who we were working with turned to him is like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was just so funny because I, it's it's. Uh, It's funny to look back on, but at the time, I doubled over laughing because here we are in a Muslim country, these guys don't speak English, Um, they've never heard Jesus' name before really, and we're going to throw these huge theological terms at them before we even share the gospel with them, and it's just funny, it's just funny. Um, And I bring that up because what I want to talk about tonight Or while we're recording Is how important it is That the gospel story itself Is a part of your testimony Um, When I was thinking through this And getting ready You know I kind of thought through How I tell my story sometimes And I build up to that moment Like I'm building and building I'm, I'm telling people the moments When I hit rock bottom And realized I needed a savior And then I get to that point Where I finally heard the gospel and what i usually end up saying is something kind of um christianese right um which you know i think i've mentioned this on here before but it's kind of the the cultural language that christians speak and i'll say something like "Ah, that's when i accepted jesus into my heart or that's when i got saved and you know being in the south um being in what is commonly known as the most churched city in
1: America. Yeah. That's a crazy fact that we right. live in one of the most churched for lack of a better term cities in, in the country. Right. What and two, three years
0: in a row. Yeah. For a while now.
1: Um, Sorry, please continue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I can, I can walk around our city, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and talk, say those things to anybody. Like I got, I'm, I'm saved. I accepted Jesus into my heart, and they'll they'll know what I'm talking about mm. because they're surrounded by that culture. Right. But if I go to a third world country, um, or somewhere in the Middle East, or I've been to Asia several times, I can't use those terms because it does not translate. Right. Literally does not translate from English into the other language. But culturally, it just doesn't even make sense. Um, and the reason for that is they haven't even heard the gospel. Like, they don't even know what it means to be saved. They don't know why they need to be saved. Oh, well, I'll rephrase that. They, I have an inkling of why they need to be saved. But it has, the gospel hasn't been presented to them.
1: They don't have The weight's not hit them yet. Exactly, exactly.
0: So, like, it's just important um, to keep in mind when you're telling your testimony that the gospel has to be in there at some point. Not mentioning that you heard the gospel, not mentioning that you got saved, but the actual gospel story needs to fit in there somewhere.
1: And that looks differently in every situation. Oh, absolutely. So as you guys know, the gospel isn't something that's light or short. It's pretty in depth. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that you can discuss in it. And sometimes it's not necessarily appropriate or needed, just depending on the audience and where you're at. Yeah. So, for example, the episode for us where we shared the gospel and presented that, that was, what, 40, 45 minutes long, Kip?
0: Yeah, somewhere in there, almost an hour.
1: And we recorded for probably a solid hour and a half with just things that we probably got a bit repetitive in there and, yeah. and things that just weren't relatable to what we were trying to communicate. But with that being said is you can go on for a long time yeah, going as super in depth with it. And then other times you're going to have instances where I hate to say it this way, but you kind of just want to touch on the highlights. Yeah. I mean, the whole story is important. Don't get me wrong, but depending on your time restrictions, the occasion and the person,
0: no, it's true. Um, I think of it in two different ways. You know, on one hand, um, you could have a friend who you're doing life with, you're discipling, however you want to look at it, um, or maybe you're just you're just good friends with them, and you want to tell them your whole your testimony. And you could go and sit down with them to get coffee, and you know, when you get to the point where you heard the gospel and you're trying to share the gospel with them, mm. it's fine. Like. You're being really open with them. You could have an hour to two hours to talk with them. You know, it's a casual uh, situation and setting. And it's more than likely someone that you know fairly well. Mm -hmm. And you can go in-depth with the gospel story then. Um, On the other hand, you know, you could be uh, out on a mission trip. Um, Like, we've been to Honduras a few times, and we'll do street ministry, or we'll go... Literally door to door, person to person, um, just telling them the gospel in short or our testimonies in short. And in that situation, you really only have about five minutes to 10 minutes to talk to somebody. So you don't have that whole huge hour block to share the gospel story with somebody. So you have to condense it to like a few sentences and try to convey the message and the love of Jesus and the sacrifice on the cross in those few sentences, and that can be a real challenge.
1: Perfect example is is the year that I actually went to Honduras that you were there. I've only been once. You've been you've been quite a few times. My bad. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, but sharing when we were handing out food. Mm-hmm. So we're gathering in just not really a neighborhood like we envision it, but a neighborhood over there. Yeah, it's uh, a village. Yeah, that's the better way to describe it. Mm-hmm. So we're in a school bus because we're transporting, you know, probably 30 people or so. And we have our supplies, uh, translators, the the head of the ministry and, you know, some of his associates. And we get to this village and we're passing out food. And as part of it, we ask if, you know, a few moments of their time as a group to listen. And I was asked to share that day and sharing your testimony in, I had maybe 15 minutes, but you got to think about somebody translating. So you really have seven, Yep, maybe eight. Thankfully they gave me the most experienced translator. <laughs> um, but having that time crunch of what do I say? Yeah. Is, is difficult. And thankfully we had prepared for the trip ahead of time. And so, we were given opportunities and encouraged to think through our testimony and how would you share it in this situation? And, and that's crucial in sharing the gospel is one, knowing your story, knowing how to share it, knowing who you're sharing it with and just knowing where and how to share the gospel in that.
0: Yeah. It's a good idea to put a lot of preparation into it mm-hmm. it's not it's definitely not something you want to go into lightly anyway but to be able to honestly I sit down with like a word document and open it up and type it all out just so I can get all my thoughts down on a page and like see what needs to be changed, what needs to be shortened etc cetera, etc cetera. that might look different for everybody um, but the point being it's important to like prepare.
1: Absolutely. And and the importance of it, this this is random.
0: It's but, a podcast. Everything
1: <laughs> is random. No kidding. Especially with us as host, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm reminded of an uh, interview I saw. There's two illusionists, Penn and Teller. Penn doesn't talk. Or, Penn is actually really tall, Penn Jillette, yep. and his associate, Teller, doesn't talk. That's just their... On the show. Right. That's their partnership. So, Penn was in an interview about his faith. He's very heavily agnostic, atheistic, one of the two. I'm not sure where he's at. I don't know him personally. He claims to be an atheist. That makes sense to me. But in this interview specifically, and Kip, I'm sure you've seen it. He's talking about how somebody, after one of his shows, came up and shared the gospel with him. Mm -hmm. And he presented it in a way that wasn't just this fleeting just because I'm supposed to, it was this guy genuinely cared and Penn reflects on that. And he says, you know, this guy cared and he presented it in a way as if I needed it. And and he, you know, he doesn't believe it. So he doesn't think he needs it, but he goes on to say how endearing, I guess it was. It's been a long time since I've seen it. So don't, I'm not trying to quote him on this, (laughs) But the concept he conveys is what would you do if you saw a semi heading towards somebody? This guy clearly would run and jump and push him out of the way or yell, get out of the way. There's something coming that you don't see. Whereas most Christians by not sharing their story, by not feeling the weight of somebody going to hell. Hey, there's a truck coming look out (laughs) and they go on their way yeah he says
0: this is almost an exact quote like how much do you have to hate somebody to let them go to hell right so that's i mean that just exemplifies what we're talking about it's important to go in with a plan um but not even that it's just important to know the gospel and know how to share it with somebody
1: and that's exactly where I was going because a situation like in Pensing, if a tr- semi truck's going to run over somebody, you can't prepare for that in that moment. You have to be ready ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So just like with sharing your story, knowing your story, knowing the gospel, you don't know when somebody's going to give you five minutes of their time or two hours of their time to sit down and talk. So it's important to know it ahead of time and to do the work up front. Mm-hmm because that quite literally is a life and death situation. Yeah. And it's not up to you whether they accept it or not, but it's up to you whether you're sharing or not.
0: It's true. It's true. Uh, thinking about it a bit, well, let me rephrase this. <clears throat> I, I can think of just a couple of biblical examples. Um, you know, throughout the whole Bible, you have these moments, um, where the writers or the speakers will uh, literally spell out what the gospel is, or they'll they'll tell their their testimonies in a way. Um, for shorthand, I mean, just think of John three sixteen mm-hmm. uh, for God so loved the world that He sent his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life. Yeah. Super short, just a couple of sentences. Um, honestly, I think that's why a lot of Christians are encouraged to memorize it is because it's the quickest, easiest thing uh, to share with someone because it is literally just the gospel yeah. in a condensed version. Um, on the flip side of that, though.
1: Well, before you get there, I know where you're going with this. Oh, okay, we talked ahead okay. of time. Yes, this is true. In, be- in between where you're going in John 3.16, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just reminded of the Roman road. Yeah. It's... It's a few verses. It's not an entire chapter. It's not an entire book. Five to eight verses spelling out the gospel really clearly. Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to take the time to learn it. If you don't, it's worth knowing.
0: What's the reference for that?
1: Yeah, so the Roman road is chapter 3, verse 10 and 23. From there, you go to to chapter 6, verse 23. Then you actually go back to chapter five, verse eight, chapter ten, verse nine, and lastly Romans eight, one.
0: Okay, I I see what you're saying because that's like a good medium between the two points I have. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So please continue with where you were going. <laughs> so this is one of the biggest, longest, um examples in scripture of someone sharing the gospel and sharing their testimony and that is found in Acts seven um this is when stephen is about to be stoned um you know the the israelites are gathered around him they're about to throw throw rocks at him they're about to kill him because he's he's saying jesus is lord and he just he he knows what's about to happen so he just goes all, all out like he tells them um it's called creation to cross, um, literally going from Genesis to Jesus being crucified and raised from the dead. And it takes like, uh, it's a little over 50 verses, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very long. It's a very long speech. Um, so here, here we've given you three different examples of biblical ways to share the gospel with somebody.
1: Very Goldilocks.
0: Very Goldilocks. You have... Um, it's kind of reversed. The perfect one would be John three sixteen for your short convos. Right. Uh, Romans road for you know your your medium convo convos. Uh, so it's like you have thirty minutes or so, yeah. or you just want to give it off to somebody and be like, look these up on your own time, and see what the Bible has to say about the gospel. And then of course, if you're in a coffee shop with someone discipling them, and you want to go all out. Acts 7 is a great example of how to do that. Um, again, creation to the cross. It's an amazing way to share the gospel, um, literally literally going from the fall of man um, and how sin has impacted and destroyed our lives mm-hmm. to the hope that is found in Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and the hope in the resurrection. So some pretty fun examples in the Bible. Yeah. Um, but like we said, it's important to go ahead and prepare. Um, whether that's preparing with a specific person in mind, because like Micah mentioned, there are some things that you can tell some people that you can't tell everyone else. Uh, if, you're, if you're really close to a person, uh, if it's a friend, you, know, you might be more open to share certain parts of your life with them that you wouldn't tell a, sh- a stranger. Um, or if it's You know, preparing those two to three sentences of the gospel to fit into your testimony, um, so that when you meet someone and you only have a few minutes, you can just tell them in a few quick seconds or a couple of minutes what the gospel is and who Jesus is and what He did for us. So preparation is key.
1: Absolutely. Well, you just—it's worth knowing. Yeah at the end of the day it's worth knowing whether you you have an opportunity to share the the act 7 version of it or not it's it's worth having that ready mhm most of the time it's probably going to be if we're being realistic because everybody's always busy up always on the go always running late for for something the roman road and john 316 those are kind of the sweet spots for everyday use
0: and those are are just two examples
1: right and there's so many more than that those are just ones that are very common that most people will understand but nonetheless we encourage you to, to spend some time it's worth developing and just knowing how to share your story and how the gospel has to be a part of that yes Because with that, at the end of the day, it's just a biography.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the headphone example I used in our last solo session. I'm not going to repeat it. You can go back and listen to it. But if you're going to talk to someone and try to share your faith with them, just telling them that you got saved isn't going to work. Just telling them that you started going to church isn't really helpful. What they need to hear is the gospel. And the whole point of us sharing our testimonies is to bring someone to a point where we can tell them who Jesus is and what he did for us. And I asked, that's really the whole point of these solo sessions. I know they feel like these funny uh, filler episodes in between the interviews, but really it's us trying to help and break, help you break down what it's like to go out and share your testimony with someone else. That's why at the end of every episode I say, now go tell your story.
1: Right. We want this to be a resource, not just entertainment. While we, we hope it is entertaining, don't get me wrong, we want you guys to enjoy listening to this. At the end of the day, we see the weight of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something we're both passionate about, and it's something that we want as many people who want to be prepared. Yep. There's There's too much at stake to just go through and should try and just take a random random guess just swing away no do your homework It's worth it amen <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. Just search underscore MV Podcasts on any platform. Again, that's underscore M as in mountain, V as in valley, podcast. This podcast was created and produced by Kip Wilkinson and Michael Horvath. All of our original music has been produced by Robert Luther this episode was mastered by J.A. Parkey. Thank you so much for listening. Now go tell your story.